Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Chels. I had a dream. I had a really strange dream. I've been told that my football team was a rusty, knackered old car with no engine that didn't work. The electrics were gone. There was, there was just damage and corrosion everywhere. It was never going to see the light of the day. Whereas there was this Rolls-Royce in red and white that was meant to be magnificent, had sorted out its engine problems, had souped up every part of it. And then I woke up, having found out that actually our knackered old car was brilliant. So here to discuss this dream with me, I have Professor Sob, Sob Fontaine, Sob Fintone, uh, Professor Seb Fontaine, who's a, a dream analyst and expert. I'm just glad you told us about that dream and not the other one you told us about. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll go. I'll, I'll tweet that later. And then, then of course, we have uh, Dr. Sigmund Siggy. Uh, uh, Saunders. Well, I am a bit of a knackered old car tonight. I've got a dreadful cold, so I apologise in advance to the listeners if they hear me sneezing and sniffling, but my engine has completely gone today. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we, it's, it's strange. We're now back in this period of the season where we only have one game to talk about and one game to look forward to. But what an afternoon, wasn't it? I mean, how, how did we feel? I mean... Seb, won't it just be funny if that's the only six points we take off a team all season? <laughs> and it will be, you know, possibly, you know, one of the best teams at the moment. I mean, they just didn't look up for it. On I, I, I do think we are their bogey team. I don't think they know quite how to play us. I thought Costa was phenomenal. The whole team was phenomenal, but he really was. No, I think you're right. I mean, actually, and that's interesting about the uh, six points because w- when I uh, come down on the train to London every week to do this or go to the games... The train, I hate it because it always goes past um, you know, the Emirates. Yeah. And normally I'm flicking Vs out the window and people think I'm sort of 
you know, some strange bloke with Tourette's or whatever. And today I just waved and went, thank you for the points. And uh, it was quite amazing. You were there, Andy. I mean, what was I was it there. Like? I, went, I went there with a heavy heart, really, but with my expectations well and truly managed. I just thought, we'll go there, we'll have a nice day. Um, you know, it's always good to go away games. I like going to away games. So I went there with my two boys and we were sat right next to the Arsenal fans, like literally right next to them. And I just thought, if they batter us, this is going to be appalling. But if we somehow manage to do something, it'll be brilliant. Because sitting next to the away fans, when you win, is, there's nothing better. Uh, or sitting next to the, to, the, um, to the opposition fans, I should say. We were the away fans. And, uh, and it was magnificent. And I think sometimes when you go with a heavy heart and you, go with your, and you win, there's no better feeling. It's absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I um, and I thought, you know, we, we're going to talk, I hope, at length about how good we were and um, how enjoyable the game was. And just picking up on your point about the, um, the hoodoo that we've got over Arsenal... Uh, the last 12 goals in league games between Arsenal and Chelsea have all been scored by Chelsea. 572 minutes since Arsenal scored against Chelsea in the league. That's six games. And Arsenal have only scored two in the last eight games against us. That's a hoodoo. Yeah, it is. But it's really funny because, you know, growing up over the years, our hoodoo side for so long was Arsenal. I used to dread seeing that red and white shirt run out onto the pitch. And now I can't wait to see it. Well, those games, you remember Carnu scoring a hat-trick, Silvino oh. scoring... Oh. You know, I mean, Nigel Winterburn. Nigel oh. Winterburn. I mean, they, I mean, they were all late, late goals. I mean, I mean that Carney thing. We were three 0 up, I think, weren't we? And Absolutely. he scored a hat trick in the rain, in the you know, on a Sunday morning. And it was, uh, it's, uh, yeah, you're right. It was one of those teams who, and they were very good. I mean, a lot of those were during their, you know, their invincible period. Yeah. You know, um, where we thought we were going to get a win, and we ended up getting a draw or losing against them. And uh, now that's completely changed. I mean, I, I saw some Arsenal fans where I live in St Norman, some Arsenal fans on the on the on the platform going to the game that I knew, and I said, "Are you confident?" And they said, "We're never confident against Chelsea." Never. I mean, and I was surprised. I thought they'd be very confident. Can, but... can I add to your stats? Because I've Go come on, prepared with some stats. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go. Because I knew Andy was in tonight, so I had to stat. Go on. Um, Arsenal's record against Chelsea in their last nine league Premier games: one nil, drawn three, lost six, goals four, one, goals against. 15. Yeah, brilliant. Oh, it's lovely reading, isn't oh, it? I'm grinning from ear to ear. It's like the ultimate poem of football, you know. And I, it, it's funny because I watched it with... A, I had some, we had some friends up this weekend. I watched it with uh, one of my friends, and he's an Arsenal fan. And I said, how do you feel? It was interesting because he had said exactly what you said, Andy, about we wasn't confident, but if there's ever a time to play Chelsea, yeah. if there's ever a time to get a result... It's this game. So they all say that. Yeah. But, you know, they're kind of weird cowards anyway, Arsenal fans. You know, I don't quite get them. Can I rewind us, though? I remember <coughs> being in the podcast, I think probably before the Arsenal game at home, and we were saying, how are we, you know, we going to do? We're doing our predictions. And we were playing really, really badly. But, you know, all of us, as far as I remember, said, oh, it's Arsenal. We always do quite good. And also, maybe it's the big team that we need to lift us out of the slump. You know, the draws at West Brom, the draws at Everton. You know, we needed an Arsenal match. We needed to go out and give, you know, 110% and get that out of the way. And, I, and, and they did it. And they, it was fantastic. I mean, I, I know Arsenal fans... It, well, hate it. They weren't even in the game. You well, know, compared to shots on target, it was insane. Do you know what I thought was interesting about it is people have criticised us for being less muscular than we have been in the past. 
Um, and what it really, I think, showed him to sharp relief is that Arsenal are incredibly lightweight. And we were, for one of the first times this season, very muscular. And I thought we never looked in too much danger. And we'll come on, we'll look at the, you know, the stats in, in, yeah. in, in, in more detail later on. But we got back to that old, we are a muscular side. We were Chelsea. And I think, let's have a look at the team, because I think it, it's interesting to go back. And we only made one change to the side that drew with Everton in the previous game. Pedro was unavailable due to illness, and so Oscar came back into the starting lineup. So the team was Courtois in goal, with Adovic, Zuma, Terry and Azpilicueta. Mikel and Matic remaining in central midfield, a, a pairing that had been a disaster Absolutely. against a Everton. Absolutely, against Everton. William, Oscar, Fabregas and Costa. Fabregas obviously pushed up into that number 10 position, which worked brilliantly. And... I think what was interesting is sticking with Mikel and Matic because all of us had gone, let's never, ever, ever talk of that again. Mm. Yeah, but, and, the, but on paper, we've all said it looks really good. You know, it's a solid wall of muscle. But, and it was so, against so Arsenal. what was, it was different? Well, the difference was, and Andy and I were talking about this beforehand, is what he did was he told Mikel to be the one who stays back and allowed Matic to be the one to go forward. To maraud, which he's very so, good at. So much like when Mikel or Matic and Fabregas are paid in that, yeah. in that role, Fabregas is forward. So yeah. it's not just two people hanging back. No, like, but the week before against Everton, ugh. those two didn't work because it was Mikel going forward and Matic staying back. And for some reason, it just didn't gel. And as Andy said, it was a disaster. Yeah. But this time round, Hiddink went, I know what, we'll keep you back. You can go forward, you maraud. That's going to be what happens. It was amazing. And it was fantastic. It, was it changed the whole balance of that team. To see how, how often Matic was the furthest player forward. In yeah. the same way that Flamini was the furthest player forward for them. Thank God. Luckily, he's <laughs> lightweight and crap. Yeah. And, I mean, you can see, uh, whether it, it's a change of manager or anything, but certainly Fabregas and Costa seem to be regaining that spark that at the beginning of last season, you know, literally lit us alive. Well, yeah. I, think, well I think Wenger made an absolute tactical... Uh, taking off Giroud. Uh, well, taking off Giroud, I will come on to that, I think, and talk oh, about that. But I think you're right. The other worse. tactical error he made was not playing a, a <coughs> sitting and stable central defensive midfield player. Because Flamini, as I've just said, was forward all the time, which gave Fabregas the freedom of the Emirates to do what he wanted. Now, if you're any kind of tactical magician you stick a man on, on, on Fabregas you deny him time and space but by giving Flamini the option to roam forward he just freed it all up for Fabregas it was a completely stupid thing to do yeah I mean for me the major major mistakes that Wenger made and I love talking about them because they're so <laughs> horrifically major as far as I'm concerned was one he did this thing which he's tried to do over the last couple of years where he concedes possession to us and then tries to hit us on the break because of the pace of Walcott, etc., etc. So one, that was a, a, a mistake for me. For a team that can pass, 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 and pass again, to say, we're not going to do that. You have the ball, because we don't think you'll, you'll do as much as, as we will when we hit you on the break. And the other thing was, Ivanovic was in trouble against Walcott. There is absolutely no doubt. He got yeah. caught offside a couple of times, yeah. but he was skinning him, had the beating of him coming down the inside channel, or going Story on the Story of the season. Exactly. But... As soon as the sending off happens, he gets rid of Giroud and nullifies Walcott's power and pace by putting him in the centre. For me, I know, it made no sense. Get rid of Campbell. That's yeah. what he should have done for me. Yeah, um, I, th I think I everybody, think played, everybody felt yeah. the same. Even the Arsenal fans felt the same. Interesting you talk about possession. I thought this was an interesting anomaly. Chelsea had 47% of the possession, so slightly less of the possession. But we had more passes. We had 550 passes to Arsenal's 468. So well, less possession, but more passes. 
that's, that's another thing that's interesting, because depending on whether you look at the Sky stats or the BBC stats, the BBC, I think, had up 53% possession at Chelsea. <coughs> well, I'm going by the, by the stats that are posted yeah, no, on the Chelsea it's, website. It's, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, I would have thought they all used the same ones. But, yeah, whatever. I mean, whichever way you look at it. I think second half, they, they had a lot more possession in the second well, we, half. Well, we, we allowed them to yeah, have it. Yeah, yeah. We decided to be the away side yeah. and try and hit them on the break. What was interesting, the other, the other thing I noticed, that Chelsea won 87% of our tackles. You know, well, so we were very, so very solid defensively. They did. They pulled out of every tackle. It was like the old days. It almost felt as though you had a bit of a ballock in there because everybody was not shirking the 50-50s, um, except William, who just made sure he was nowhere near them. So the first but, big talking point, 18 minutes, William threads a beautiful ball forward. Costa, as he's been doing in recent games, runs the channel brilliantly. Mertesacker, for some bizarre reason, looks across to the linesman and makes a blind tackle. Whether he catches him or not, I think it's debatable, but it's a reckless challenge. It's an obvious red card. And after 18 minutes, they're down to 10 men. And that did significantly affect the game, didn't it? Yeah, I, I, think, I think, to be fair, we were pretty, pretty much in control up to that point. I thought we looked pretty good. And I think, actually, it would have probably, in some ways, have been an easier game against 11 uh, in a strange way. There's something that galvanises sides. But, yeah, there's no doubt... It changed the game, especially from the Arsenal perspective, because it, it and how Wenger can even hint that Costa gets another player sent off, that this is anything other than a red card. Peter Hillwood, the ex Arsenal chairman, goes further. And normally I don't read out quotes, but I read this and it tickled me so much this morning. He is a serial cheat and he gets away with it. I think he deliberately ran in front of Murtasaka who hardly touched him, yet Costa rolls around as though his legs have been cut off. Once the red card's been shown, he's suddenly perfectly all right again. That's because there's nothing wrong with him. There certainly wasn't soon after he scored the goal. Personally, I think the referee have sent him off for diving. It's a very annoying because annoying he was a blatant cheat. I mean, what, I mean, what game was he watching? If someone is at full pelt, you don't need to clatter their legs away. You've only got to tap their ankles and they'll go flying. I mean, I think there was a couple of extra rolls at the end for good measure. But Mertesacker was quite clearly, you know, was wanting the offside, didn't get it, made a rash challenge and got caught for it. I don't and think one pundit said... Oh, it's dubious. Yeah, none. None of them did. Everyone know. said red, red, yeah, red, yeah. So, red, so, red, red. As red as the red and on it our was It was a clumsy tackle by a man that was a yard too slow. It was or at the opposite... sack of shit, as I call it. <laughs> it was at the opposite end to where we were sitting, and it was clear that it was a reckless challenge, whether he'd taken him out or not. Look, it doesn't matter how much contact there is, and there is one angle which the pundits tried to overlook. We just see he does actually graze the heel. And if you're running at pace, you're going to go flying. You it's know. an ankle tap. You it know, is. That's, that's, that's actually but a tackle in rugby. It's all a you little need. ankle tap and it's off you they need. go. It's yeah. all you need. But even if he doesn't connect with him, to go through the space that he's in, 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 in the middle of is not anything other than a red card. Oh, but I like the bit, he ran in front of him on purpose. I mean... Well, that's that's <laughs> That's good. what you do. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because you're running through on goal. <laughs> and to be fair, uh, you know, Costa has reined himself in over the last few weeks, underheading, whatever it is, however it is. And the only time we see histrionics is when he does a dying swan like that, 
unprepared to let him have those roles because they were beautiful. Six goals and six games. Exactly. Six goals and six games under Hiddink. He had four in 21 before Hiddink's arrival. You know, people are turning around saying he's playing really well. I said this to you earlier. People saying he's playing really well. What they mean is that he looks like he cares again. He looks like he cares again. Yeah. He's making really good runs. He's chasing things down. He's chasing lost causes. He's bullying people off the ball. He's not getting involved in silliness. And he looks like he's up for it. Is that and not just because he's happier and he's enjoying of course, playing football? Of course. Because you know, I know lots of people say, well, why wasn't he playing like that under Mourinho? As if he's been doing something wrong all along. And I don't believe any striker doesn't want to score goals. He's the ultimate streaky player. He was yeah. at Atletico Madrid. He yeah. went through long periods of not scoring at Atletico. He's a very streaky player and he does go on these runs. But... There's a lot to be said for him being happy. There's a lot for him being, you know, he's one of those players that needs an arm around his shoulder. He's one of those players that needs to be told he's, you know, a player that we build the team around. And he's a player that needs to be, you know, that needs to be cuddled. And I think that under Mourinho, he didn't get that. And a bit of freedom. I'd cuddle him. (laughs) him. I don't know what he might do. Um, (laughs) But a bit of freedom. I think, you know, I think the team is playing with a little bit more freedom at the moment. I think that's the difference between Chelsea under hitting. Yeah. And there's another thing. I mean, Alan Shearer said, didn't he? You know, why would you wind a player up as an opposition <laughs> fan when you know it's only going to make him, you know, give him more desire? It was like with Man U. Whenever we wound Beckham up, yeah. he'd go and score. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when we sing about his wife and what she does and Mark or doesn't Hughes, do. And Mark Hughes was the same, actually. Yeah, exactly. You know, certain players, you just go, shut up, leave them alone. There's yeah. no point winding them up. So I, I, I think also this revival of Costa, you, you mentioned it earlier, you know, also, this revival of Fabregas. Now, these two players have come in for, as we've said, we've not been uh, enamoured with the booing and everything. And now these two players, Fabregas is man of the match, without a doubt, without a shadow of doubt, because, as you said, he's allowed space and time, he's passing the ball, but he's also got a bit more of a shield around him. But he is suddenly finding himself. And he was great in the, the interview after the, the game, because he said, are you getting back to your best? And he said... I'm getting there. I'm still not there yet, but I am getting there. And I think that's an interesting piece of honesty saying, yeah, I'm okay, but I can still get better. Now, how do these fans feel who've been booing the, you well, know, I think it's a very good point. Them. And there's a couple of idiots behind me who, you know, during the classic game where people were holding up silly posters saying silly things on them, were booing loudly at these players. And, you know, I wonder now what they think because, you know, they're clearly idiots and clearly morons. And I said at the time, go and support someone else. Because if you think this is the best way to deal with the situation, booing your own players, for whatever reason, then as far as I'm concerned, you don't deserve a ticket. So, you know, they really should have a long, hard look at themselves in the mirror and say a silent apology to those players. Because for whatever reason, those players were brilliant on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, and then there's a steward who's been done for... He called Fabregas a snake. A didn't snake, they? yeah. yeah. And well, that was a stupid. How to lose your job? Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, you know, but that's what you've got. I'm afraid, stupid people. I yeah. mean, how do you feel, Zeb? Uh, You're I, not I, a booer, are you? No, Zeb? no, not at all. And I, I, I just do not buy into anyone. Professional football is playing badly on purpose to to, no. to get the manager sacked. I just do not believe it. I just think I think last time when we talked about this, I said it was an unhappy relationship. It's like a, a marriage that split up. They weren't getting on someone had to move out of the house. It's as simple as that. And it was probably easier to move one person out of the house than 21. You know, and it was just, it, it literally, it was a relationship that had clearly broken down. Yeah, and, and, look, to, and to take sides over blind faith for one, you know, one party, I just think was well, completely look, we, wrong. We're, we're, we yeah. all do different jobs. Seb, you're a DJ, right? You turn up at a gig and the promoter turns up and he's put on a nice spread for you and he's got all the equipment you want and he, you know, he makes it really nice for you. 
you, you do a great show. If you turn up and the promoter's an idiot and he hasn't got you any of the gear and you're in a shed out the back and <laughs> you're treated really badly, sometimes you don't put in as great a performance, but you don't go out there to DJ badly. You know, you sometimes the environment... Said don't go out Some of no my best rider. gigs are the shed gigs. <laughs> well, some of the, sometimes the, the environmental... No, surroundings no, and atmosphere that you're in yeah, yeah, 100%. Put, put, puts you in a better position. We all do it. You yeah, know, I mean, and I think footballers are no different. If they're in an atmosphere where they feel cowed or they feel restricted or they feel constrained, they're not going to be able to, you know, to perform at their best. And you know, I, I think that's maybe a weakness of character on their behalf. I think everybody, when they go over the white line, should not, not play for it. I'm not deluded enough to think that players play for the shirts. You know, because I think we're in, a, you know, we're in a, a situation in professional football at the moment where players don't do that. But I do think that you should go out and play for your own dignity. And a few players need to have a look at themselves and think, did they play you know, well enough for their own dignity? But I don't think that's a deliberate attempt to, 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 to undermine neg- the manager. Yeah, no, I, I think that's ridiculous. What's going on? No, I agree. Um, look, it, it looks like a happier camp... I, Hiddink, I thought, was amazing after the game because everyone went on to him saying, well, this is a pretty amazing run now. What is it? Eight games unbeaten. Um, You must be happy. And he said, well, it's quite a good run, but it's not a very good run because we all know (laughs) some of those draws should have been wins and we haven't done what we should do. So, yeah, it's an okay run. But it's not a great run. And so, I think that's brilliant for, for me. Seven games unbeaten in the Premier League. The longest unbeaten seven, run in the league. Sorry. No, it's seven, eight games because of the Scunthorpe game as well. Oh, okay. But seven in the league. So one, three, drawn four. It's okay. It's annoying that we're only still only in 13th place. But we are starting to <laughs> create like a bit... I like it there. Start, starting to create a little bit of a gap between that kind of danger zone. I think we're seven points above the, yeah. um, above the drop zone now, aren't we? And... Um, you know, it, it, it feels like we are going in the right direction. One other thing about Gus Hiddink as well. We forget that he inflicted Arsenal's heaviest defeat at the Emirates in that 4-1, 4-1. 4-1 win in 2009. I mean, he's got form at, at the Emirates as well. So. That was a beautiful game, that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there have been so many beautiful games against <laughs> Arsenal. And this one ranks right up there for me. I, I, okay, and a moan now. I tell you what I'm not happy with. What's going on with this transfer window? We should have been buying players in the summer. We bought a load of dross. It's interesting you say that because Andy came up with a theory because I said this um, a, a while ago and he said, yeah, but you've got to think. You know, nobody wants to sell their players until the last possible minute. They want to eke out every bit of playing potential and playing power out of anyone before they go and get transferred. So, and as you can see, it's well, the just... Point, just to clarify, the point being, if it's a 30-day transfer window, sell them on the 30th day, not on the yeah. first day. You know, that's why these yeah, 10 things you, tends to be you, on the last minute. Remember that amazing, you know, that transfer window where we'd done our business before the season was even over. We'd bought Costa, Fabregas was like a week or two later. And then when everyone else is scrabbling well, around in the, the summer window. In the yeah. summer, when yeah, everyone yeah. else is scrabbling around in the dirt for the same players, we're yeah. sorted. But, and that's kind of what I wanted this time. I know we were after Alex Tejera, which now we look to have lost to Liverpool. Well, that's not, that's, that's not a done deal to Liverpool. Well, it was a done deal to Chelsea, Andy told us last week. Me too. Week. <laughs> and he's an absolute goal machine. The problem is, he's got an injury, and we we have a history yeah. of buying injured players that never quite recover. He's, also, he's a goal machine in a rubbish league, in the same way that Kalou and, and you know. And I think, I, I think if someone if someone is that naturally know naturally knows where the goal is on that kind of. Yeah, you're right. We had yeah, K- Keshman. No, hold on, hold on. 102 yeah, goals in 109 games. Matthias Keshman, ladies and gentlemen. Never forget that ripping goal that Keshman scored in the cup final. Oh, we bundled it over the line <laughs> in the league cup final. Yeah, yeah. begging everyone to let him have it. But um, I'm, no. and, and you know what? It could be with Tejera, as has happened with other players. That I thought, why don't we get him? And they've gone somewhere else. I thought, oh, thank God we about, didn't what, get what, him. What do you think about Alexander Pato? 
You know what? He's not the same player he was at Milan. But, uh, you know... He's still only 26. But people are saying that he's kind of back to... But Corinthians seem extremely desperate to get rid of him. Well, they, uh, the Corinthian fans say he's the worst signing they've ever made and they couldn't wait to ship him out on loan to Sao Paulo. So, what is, <laughs> so is it really going really to solve any problems for well, us? who knows? I mean, there's a rumour that apparently the deal was just about done before Hiddink came in and Hiddink supposedly is the one who's saying, mm, I'm not sure about this. Look, I, I think we won't know who we've got we until need, the end of next we Monday We do need night. another striker. You know, yeah, because, we do. You know, totally. ultimately, you know, basically, Costa looks like he's injured again. Well, that's interesting. Off. I mean, let's get back to the, to, to the um, Arsenal game then on that front because I think transfers hopefully will reveal themselves. Well, and can actually, we just talk about one transfer, which is Ramirez. Ramirez. So Ramirez today it looks like he's joining Chinese Super League team uh, Jingsu Suning for £25 million. Um, you know, Dan Petrescu's the manager there. Super, super, Dan. I like first. Dan. You know, yeah, Ramirez, 242 Dan. matches, 37 goals for Chelsea, but he's only started seven Premier League games this season. We paid 17 million for him in 2010. We're going to get 25 million from him. He's 28 years old. Good business. That is good business, right? Good yeah, business. I, think I mean, you're right. sad to see him go. He's a great player, but ultimately now he's a squad player. We were saying he's probably third, fourth choice holding midfield player, third, fourth choice right-sided midfield player. I mean, you know, he's not an automatic pick for the team. You know, if you can get £25 million for a 28-year-old in the January transfer window, that's got to be At good business, At this point, right? I would yeah. rather Loftus-Cheek be playing the games that we bring him on. Exactly. I think, you know, I think that's good business, £25 million. And also, I, th- I think there needs to be... We, we we do have a history of hanging on to players a little bit too long and literally them just winding down their contract for a bit of money. You know, we've had plenty of those Maluders and people like that who literally, you know, I, I, we should sell them. There's no point just having these squad players. That's where the kids should be coming in. And yeah. Ramirez will always be grateful for the for the two uh, Barcelona contributions he made. Yeah. The cross for Drogba in the home game <coughs> and the out-of-this-world chip at the, yeah. at the Camp Nou. You know, he, so. scored, he scored some amazing goals. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not... It's, it's not a player that I'm desperate to go. I just think it's good business. Yeah. I, I honestly think he's never come back from the injuries that no. he had 18 months or so ago properly. And I think, I think they've had a good look at him. And I think, yeah, I think, as you say, it's great business. And it puts some money in the pot to start using for whatever the next buy is. And, and maybe they'll buy somebody that no one's mentioned. You know, we, we get fed so many stories all the time. Yeah. Well, we always say, unless they're standing yeah. on the pitch at Stamford Bridge holding the shirt, it's not a done deal, is it? You know? And then sometimes when they are, you go, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll see with Pato. It, it appears that we're going to get him on loan, so we, we you know, we're loan with a view to buy. I mean, the other, the other, the other bit of transfer news this week is obviously Gillibodji off on loan to Werder Bremen after playing less than one minute for Chelsea <laughs> <laughs> against Walsall. I thought he looked quite good. In okay, blue. brilliant. And the, other, and the other bit, slightly related to it, is this idea that Drogba isn't coming after all. Drogba's going to stay with Montreal Impact certainly oh, until the summer. I'm quite glad about that. You know, in a way. and um, you know, and then he's not going to be in the. Uh, well, what do you mean, glad? I'm glad he's not coming back. I don't think... What, not in a coaching role? In a coaching role is fine, but I can't No, 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 he him. was never going to come back no, in a playing no, he was role. Well, it was always going to be a coaching well, role. Hold on. Oh, well, you think, you think it would have been a co- I player think, coach? I think he would have been itching to get out on the pitch. No. <clears throat> well, he's out on the pitch. I think that's one of the reasons why he wouldn't want to come back at the moment as well. Maybe, maybe, you maybe. Know, yeah. A bit of ego there. Let's not forget what the club means to him and things. So, yeah, I mean, it, he's quiet out there at the moment, but... Who would you buy? I have no idea. Would you buy Jamie Vardy? No. I tell you why, and there was lots of people saying we should be buying Vardy. I tell you what, I don't want us to, and I tell you why, I have a nice little thing with Leicester. I want them, at the moment, we're not in it, 
Listen, I'm an anyone but Arsenal man. I'll take Man City. And you know what? Would you say Spurs? I would rather... Would you say Spurs? Over Arsenal, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I would rather leave Vardy where he is and let him just do the damage he's doing to everyone else. And also, I kind of like that little fairy tale that's going on over there. So I I would rather buy... We're all Foxes fans this season, aren't we? We all want Leicester to win it. You know, there's no two ways about it. What about Mahrez? Would you have Mahrez? Yeah, I, I I do. I just kind of want their I I want their little bubble to stay where it is. Yeah, it, you know, and in a very unselfish way because I've got a lot of good players. I just want them to. I don't no. want you know like how Southampton were literally torn apart and yeah. pillaged by loads of big clubs. I don't want that to happen. It to them. will want, probably happen, but, but I want it to season, happen in the at summer. The end of the you know. season. Yeah, no, I'd like to see them Champions League. I, I agree. And do, Did I you agree. watch Everton Swansea at the weekend? <coughs> Thank. God no, but I heard what Stones. Uh, oh, is, oh Stones yeah, but is no, nightmare. no, but I got this text for, from Andy saying fifty million for Stones, and I went. I was with people. I said, I can't believe it. Apparently, we've just spent fifty million for Stones. It was actually a question, as if to say, really that much money for him? I was very worried for a minute. He I was have bad, to say, really. yeah, I have to say, every everyone t- has an off game. Though. Well, he game. has quite a few off games. I'm, I'm not. I sure don't think he was great against us. I don't think that he, um, in the other TV games that I've seen this year, I've not seen anything that justifies a £50 no, million pound I, price tag. I, I don't. I, I've got to say, I... I Last have... thing we want is a ball-playing centre-back. Let's not have a ball-playing centre-back. Let's have a solid uh, defending centre-back. You know, not a bloody ball-playing ball one, because we had one of those in Luis, and it was a nightmare. Well, of course, I mean, you know, interestingly, going back to Arsenal game, um, I thought defensively we were great, and as we were saying... You know, Zuma, who, let's face it, as Sid Celery pointed out, is 21, not 19. Yeah, and, um, and as I said, you don't deal in facts, it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. I think Zuma, I, that's what I was about to say, I think Zuma is, is coming on leaps and bounds. And I think he's, made, he's so strong and athletic and, and acrobatic. And he, he, I mean, he has flashes of brilliance, but he switches off sometimes. He's a bit raw. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, Everton, he was at fault for at least one of those goals, possibly two. And I literally, I was just, you know, but some of the things I'm seeing him doing, I'm thinking, Stones who? I he's mean, not he, gonna get he really a, he's is, not going to get caught in a foot race by anybody. I mean, the, the, the no. speed on no. him and, you know, the, he jumps higher than everyone. I'm, I really do believe we possibly have our answer just there. Just he's a little bit, you know, needs a bit of polishing. So, it, you know. Well, I think you're right. It's just working out who the partner is alongside him because Cahill seems to have gone out of sight in a way and, you know, it seems to be Terry and Zuma is the <coughs> pairing at the moment. But I would agree with that pairing, actually. I think that's the better of the well, we the better we, two of the of the combination yeah. of the three defenders that we have. It's interesting because we were saying last week that we were a bit dubious about Terry and uh, and Zuma together. That Zuma perhaps doesn't play necessarily quite so well because Wait, he's like, cause a bit overawed by yeah. Terry. Sometimes. But okay. that was dispelled against Arsenal. Yeah, I think great. so. I think so. I, I, in, but we did, weren't tested. Although, actually, no, the last ten minutes were squeaky bum time. Against Arsenal, that, yeah, was, I mean, that was quite. We do go through these frenetic periods in games. You know, we did against Everton and we got done, didn't we, on the ninetieth yeah, minute? I mean, you know, and we could have Arsenal, easily got done against Arsenal. Arsenal, literally, you know, the, the the hoofing of the ball straight back to their midfield, and then them kept they kept coming at us, and and it it was like ping ponging. Yeah, there was like a, a moment when Oxlade Chamberlain air kicked it. What he could, I mean, there's a, there were a couple of moments where we were, you know, inches away from disaster. But, but you know, they're the margins, and there's yeah. a couple of times this year, this this year when we've been inches away from from winning, and we haven't. Yeah. So you know, swings around. Yeah. Listen, here's a little quiz for you. Oh, right. exciting. What eight, we pl- eight players Some have played... And the Andes. Eight players have played for Chelsea and Arsenal in the Premier League. Who are they? Eight players have played for Chelsea in and the Premier Arsenal League. in the Premier League. Yeah. Anelka. Yeah, one. Gallus. 
Um, oh, it, we cut all this out so it looks like we're really bloody clever. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, no, ums. <laughs> no, ums. Um, um, uh, oh god, I'm going completely mad now. Uh, Ashley Cole, Rowcastle. No, not the Premier League. Is that not Premier Ashley League? Ashley Cole, though, yeah. Ashley Cole, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, oh. Um, Premier League. Ooh, okay, we better. This is getting very boring for everyone at home. Emmanuel Petit. Petit, oh, yeah, of course. Just... Ashley Cole. Ashley Cole. Lasana Diara. Oh, oh Diara. Yeah. Yossi Benayoun. Yeah. Was... Peter Cech. Yeah, but I wasn't mentioning uh, 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 it. I I... William Gallas, Anelka, <laughs> and Fabregas. Yeah. 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 Funny enough, there was a good thing on Bleacher Report the other day about the 11 worst players for Arsenal and Chelsea. And I think they edged us actually on crapper players. <laughs> but Ben Ayoun was like the top because he was crap for both. Yeah, he was, you know, yeah, he was funny a funny player, he was. Yeah. But, um, and what was interesting, remember the time that we, we got Cole and we swapped him for Galas and everybody was going, you've got the raw end of the deal there. And Cole, <laughs> Cole ended up being the best left back in the world. You know? He's so just I think, been released by Roma, actually. Yeah, well, he didn't have a happy time there, did he really? He wasn't, no. wasn't playing. He's off to America. He can have a nice time on a yacht and things. Hang out with rappers. Yeah, and... he'll have a lovely time. So, yeah. yeah, good luck, Ash. Have a nice time over there and thank you for everything. Um, so, yeah, I mean, going back to Arsenal. Who I should mean, get a statue? Out of, the, out of the last, in the Premier League era. Well, Should Ashley Cole get a statue? Ashley, what, at Chelsea? Yeah. Um, how many statues are we allowing? Well, I mean, who would you give a statue? Would you give one to John Terry? Absolutely. Well, if you're going to give one, it's got to be JT Lamps Lamp. and Drogba, isn't it? What about Czech? Uh, no, it's nearly. hard. Yeah, I tell you what. When I when I <laughs> listen, I was the one who stood here saying, "Actually, I think it's right to let him go," and because after so long it's of service, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and to literally and to you know to hold him back after he'd been such a good number two and not moaned and fizzed about it like a lot of people would. But seeing him running up for that corner on Sunday for that last minute corner, and I saw him running up towards, I got, I you know, I was like, you know, Can you the imagine? kind, Can the you kind imagine? of disdain and the. You know, the, it wasn't pleasant language at the time. That's all I'll yeah. say. Could you imagine if he'd have scored? No, you know. So I mean, it's 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 interesting. I, I think he gets a check. He get check gets a statue when he's retired. Yeah, I would. You know, you know so let, you like give Frank. one to Terry Lampard and Drogba. Yes. Let's okay. make one thing clear. He, Czech's not at Arsenal because he wanted to leave us and go to Arsenal. He was he was there because you know we hired someone else that took his job. But you wouldn't Let's give be... Ashley Cole a a, no. a, a statue. He's not quite the same. You don't think? No. He's not, he I wasn't, love him. He, he wasn't, would, he, he I, I wasn't a leader. I'm not saying I would. If, I'm if, just asking. If you look at those other four players, they were all leaders of Chelsea in their own way. Lamps, Terry, obviously. Drogba from the front. And even Czech, you know, for being there for however many years. And they were really specifically Chelsea all the way for their careers, pretty much. Because no one remembers Frank at West Ham. But so. I tell you, okay... I, I, I wouldn't. I would get, I, I, I would if you said to me, right, choose three statues, he wouldn't be on the list. Right. But if someone was putting a statue up, I wouldn't moan about it either. I think that's where I am. Would you put <laughs> one up for Mourinho? Uh, Ooh, when he, well, when let's he, wait to see where he goes next first, shall we? Yeah. I'd love it if it was true. Dear man, you, please have me. I'm really great. <laughs> but the I can change my Well, way. that's interesting, isn't Can't it? So, so this is the other news story this week, which is Mourinho has written a six-page love letter to Man United. George I don't think Mendes, he'd do that to Van Gaal. Well, either. George Mendes' his agent says it's, in quotes, absurd. Of course it's absurd. <laughs> But, yeah. you know, it is interesting how these stories catch fire, isn't it? Exactly. I, I don't but think, that's a modern age, I don't think he'd do that to Van Gaal either. I really don't. No, they're mates, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they are. I, I literally... It would really be like stabbing your mate in the back. I just... I, and also, I don't think he needs to. It's not, you know... It wouldn't be the first time he's had to spend half a season without a job. In, in the summer, he's going to get a ton of cash, a new offer, and he'll be off somewhere else. Exactly. I think, hey. I think he kind of wanted Madrid... 
And obviously that's. Do not you think happen. he did? He had a hateful time there. Yeah, and they hated him. Unfinished business, though. Yeah. Oh, well, you could say that about any club. Well, he we did. It came back to us because there was unfinished business, yeah, but wasn't it? It's, it's still unfinished, probably in his mind. We didn't win the Champions League, do, did we? What's the money on? Mourinho comes back in the summer. <laughs> what to us? Yeah. I wouldn't give you odds on it. Well, I tell you, it's worth having a quid on, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, listen, Eden Hazard came back, didn't he, against Arsenal yeah, as well? I was, I was just going to mention um, Hazard. I think that's a good point. <coughs> yeah, he didn't quite look there, but... Do he... you think that the team being unbeaten since he's had this enforced absence with his hip injury, the team doing well, the team has almost taken some pressure off him? has almost kind of said, well, look, you know, I don't have to carry this team anymore. I can go out there and just play, you know, my game and be be a part of it. I've I've got to be honest. We're really missing his goals from last season. But I've got to say one thing. To me, and I I am literally, I have no basis, you know, I have no grounds for this, but to me, it looks like he wants out. He wants somewhere else. And he's, uh, whether he thinks he's better than us now and he wants the Madrid or or the Barcelona, there's just something that makes me feel that he's, you know, he's he's already got one foot on a plane. I think he's got injuries, and I think he's he started the season unfit, and I think he's one of those players who struggled. I actually think he'll be here next year. I th- yeah, I think I think <clears throat> something. Look, something will happen at that club whereby they will make sure we keep everyone that we want to keep. I can't see this supposed fire, fire sale that people keep. If talking Madrid about. gave us eighty million for him, is that good business? I think we would sell him on our terms. I think it's a bit like Ramirez going or whatever. But or w- Luis. Would you sell him for eighty million? Uh, I'd ask for eighty-five. <laughs> I'd try and up him. I, I don't think I don't think you can call whether he'll leave or not because we don't know. I, I, I agree with Kerry. I think he's had injuries. I think he's been very frustrated. I agree with you. We've missed his goals hugely. Yeah. Um, and we've missed that goal-scoring midfield player. You know, with Lampard, we were so lucky with Lampard. Twenty goals a yeah. season from midfield. You know, Williams got seven or eight, isn't he, in the Premier yeah. League this season, which is good, but it's not great. And I think that you know that Hazard banging in thirteen, fourteen goals. We've we've really missed and, that. And the amount of penalties that they would get against him because they couldn't quite deal with his runs into the box and would chop his legs away and or or, or clumsily yeah. take him out. Can't score I mean, those at I the mean, how many? I mean, we we got a lot of penalties off him last season. Yeah. you yeah. know, a lot. And then he started missing. Hey, that's the other thing about Leicester, isn't it? If those two Mahrez penalties had gone in, they'd be seven points clear. Yeah. Anyway, um, Hazard, I thought, was interesting when he came on because he really got stuck in. He won two brilliant tackles, didn't he? And then he... He looked up for it. And he he put the ball over to Remy, who looked like he had the wrong boots on. You know, Remy, when he came on, everybody going, play Remy. Why aren't we giving Remy a chance? Remy came and looked bloody awful. Now, I know he's rusty, but, you know... The the thing is, when Costa wasn't playing well, a couple of times we brought Remy on, and Remy was making the right runs. When Costa wasn't making the right runs, I I remember... Alan Shearer was talking about it and he was showing where uh, Remy's runs were going. He said, that's where Costa needs to be. And Remy looked sharp. And now that Costa's good again, Remy looks rubbish. We're only allowed one good striker at any one time. That's all we're allowed. Um, I don't don't know whether, you know, Remy's unsettled. There's a lot of talk about him leaving if we get another striker coming in or... I don't know, he just looked rusty and there was a couple of times that we could have, you know, William shanked one to the corner corner flag. We could have taken advantage. It's that lethal goal scoring from midfield. We are missing that. If, If we we were going to be picky about the game against Arsenal, you would say that actually a top form Chelsea side would have, would have gone off. on to win that game three or four nil. So, well, we should have had yeah, another yeah, penalty yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, you know yeah. the fabric. I mean, why how he didn't get that? Is I mean, a how miss. does Klattenberg not get he, it? He was Klatt literally two two game. yards from him, staring at his feet. I don't know how he didn't get it. Every that. pundit called that a penalty. <coughs> 
apart from Chelsea TV. You didn't think it was. Oh, did they? <laughs> Bizarrely. But no, I mean, it's crazy. The other thing that slightly concerns me, I mentioned it last week and you sort of didn't agree, but you actually mentioned it when we chatted over the weekend after the game. Courtois. Um, I think he's flapping a bit he's, again. He's, you know, this is not... The person who sits next to me has been moaning for the last 10 games that he wants check back and he wants... It's, we should have sold them Courtois. I mean, he's not happy with him at all. And I, and I, think, I think that's idiotic. I, well, in terms of the future, yes. But in terms I apologise to your going, friend. No, no, I don't no, know no, your friend, but, but I think it, it's no, idiotic. No, but in terms of the, you know, How big the is future he? of Chelsea, the future of Chelsea, it's absolutely idiotic. But in terms of now, this moment, forget about next year, the year after, who would you rather have at the moment, Czech or Courtois? Courtois. Really? Yeah. Okay, and you? I think... We I can't think... have it. No, no, but it's a theoretical. Come on, I mean, look, if we're not talking about the future of Chelsea, do you, you know, I mean, Czech's playing pretty well He's at the moment. He's playing out of his skin most of the time. Yeah, and, and, and I, I, you know what? I'm not saying we should get rid of Courtois because I think he's going to be the best keeper in the world. I really do. I think he's phenomenal, but he's not having a good run at the moment. I no. think that he, against Everton, made a brilliant save from Morales yeah. one-on-one. I think that he has flat from crosses. I think... As a goalkeeper, you are... His kicking's terrible. His kicking's terrible. Then Czech's kicking's not great. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think that you're as good as your defence. Yeah. I think that Arsenal's defence have been slightly more solid It's a whole ours. confidence, but as a and unit, I think that I think from, from flapping at corners, I think, you know, there's an argument that the one that he dropped was a foul, you yeah. know, and I do think that, you know, the, the, the one that went over his head, Dave shouldn't have turned his back, you know. So if you're looking at those two incidents as being evidence of Courtois' inability to catch crosses, the one that went over his head and hit Dave on the back, I don't think he would have got anyway. Dave should have either got out of the way or not turned his back. The other one, I think it was, it was possibly I, a foul. I think you're right. I think it's more than just here. I, I, although I don't think he's having a rosy period, I think it's the whole defence, the whole Chelsea defensive unit from the back four, even even down to defensive midfielders in front of him and the keeper. I still look; they still switch off. They're still they're still they're not they're still vulnerable. Basically, There's far too many crosses coming in, and they're, far they're still too many they're still vulnerable. We know and, why, and, I, and I, it's possibly just a lack of confidence. And a nice run would get that all back. Far yeah. too many crosses coming in. So if you're looking at if you're judging Courtois on crosses, you have to look at how many crosses are coming in compared to how many crosses are coming in for Czech. You know, Czech was always a bit flappy at crosses. Yeah, you know, I'm not having true. the fact that Czech's this amazing cross catcher. He never was. No, he wasn't. Well, he wasn't after the uh, head, injury. head injury. No. He was great before, but I think uh, Czech's a brilliant keeper. Well, but I also, could, could I also it, think Courtois is a, a brilliant keeper, and I think to, to 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 be frustrated at Courtois, a young world class talent that has won La Liga, who has been in a Champions League final at this tender age and was basically Player of the Season, Atletico Madrid, I think is a is it is, it's, I, it's I, idiotic. I, I I would agree, and actually, I yeah. I still think you know we did the right thing. I, it was more of a, a like for like we had to make a choice. Moment. We had to make a choice. I, I, I if we had to be. I'd like Jack Butland, frankly. I think he's amazing. And like yeah. and like I said to you, you know, I was, had him as well. I, I was one of the you know the people that said, yeah, I think it was right to let Czech go to Arsenal. I just don't like seeing it. Yeah. You know, no, people. Yeah. Saying, people saying after a couple of games, oh, Larice, he's the best player in the Premier League. No, he's not. You know, I think a goalkeeper in the Premier League, you know, he's, he's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. I said it last week. The best goalkeepers in the world are Manuel Neuer, out on his own. I think probably De Gea. And then I think it's probably Courtois. I, I think agree. they're the best three so. goalkeepers in the world at the moment. I yeah. think so. He's, he's right up there. Anyway, um, although we were well, linked with Schmeichel. Well, I, I saw today. Peter Schmeichel, he's about 50. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, you know, you know with um, Kasper. Kasper Schmeichel, they were saying that he might be coming in the, in the summer. Why? Okay. Well, as a backup. Well, as a backup. He's, he's, he's good enough keeper. He, he wouldn't be a number two. Well, you said that about Begovic, wouldn't you? 
Well, I think yeah, Begovic is a great number I two. Think, I think I think Begovic is great. I think we I, I don't think you could get a better number two actually. No. no. Anyway, um, just to wrap up on the Arsenal, um, just got a text in from Are up? It's only a pound, Dave. Uh, <laughs> hi, the Chelsea podcast. Fantastic performances from Chelsea in the last two matches. Finally shown they can fight, and they definitely look like they were playing for pride. Diego Costa and Cesc Fabregas, fantastic in both games. And uh, there's also a photo of his son, Super George, with Frankie Lampard. Really? Um, and he's, he looks like he's carrying him away and stealing him. Shall I do the uh, youth? Yeah. yeah, better do it quick, and then we'll get on to the Dons. Okay, under-18s beat Man United away 5-1 in the FA Cup uh, youth uh, fourth round on Friday. And then just 16 hours later, Drew with Swansea 1-1 away in the Barclays under-18 Premier League. Richard Narty with a goal, six changes to that side. Uh, uh, but 16 hours between games seems very short uh, they're on a 13 game unbeaten run now six points clear at the top of the south section and they're away to Reading on Saturday in the league uh, under 21s didn't play last week they play this coming Thursday to the 28th of January against Tottenham in the Premier League International Cup kickoff 7.05pm at Stevenage FC if you want to go fair enough well moving on swiftly MK Dons I'm going there with Andy we're going we're going. We're going to have a tailgate right barbecue, on. aren't we? Well, that's what I want. He said, oh, no, you can't do that sort of thing. We should. Why we, not? Are you allowed to have tailgate barbecues? I don't know. Do it on your car. <laughs> <laughs> Which hasn't got a tailgate. Well, it a roof barbecue. Yeah, we'll just redesign the back of Andy's car. We'll have a, we'll have a tailgate in my golf. <laughs> so, I mean, it's quite good, this, because, you know, Costa's got this knock. It's, it's obviously a game he's not going to play in. means he can rest up now for a week and a half, two weeks. Um, it's come at a perfect time, actually, I think, this game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Hitting wants to win this competition. Yeah, he'll he put out a, a decent side. Yeah. Remy will get 90 minutes. No, I I we're not going to see lots of surprises. You might see Loftus-Cheek, but you're not going to see a huge amount of surprises no. in this team, I don't think. No, I don't think so. I think he'll be, be running the full team out. Because also, I think he's in that mode of... Keep them playing. They've got the form. There's no point breaking it up. They lost at the weekend's MK Dons. You know they're not they're not doing fantastically well. They seem to be able to get themselves up for big games, but you know not not a team to be overly frightened of. Quite a big stadium that though, thirty one thousand seat stadium. Is it is it their own stadium? Or they yeah, it's their the own na- stadium. They're not the hockey stadium anymore. No, no, it's, no, the, okay. it's the it's the uh, MK Don Stadium. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Or Stadium MK, I think they call it, don't they? So. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm very French. Yeah. <laughs> I call ours Bridge Stamford. You know, so there you go. But so, uh, okay, well, what's our predictions on that? Andy, you can go first today. Pretty straightforward 2 0 win, I think. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, I hope we get more than that. I don't think it'll be a. I don't think it'll be a goal fest. I don't think we'll go. No. You know, out to batter them. I think we'll put in a professional performance. It'll it'll annoy some of the naysayers, but we'll win. Okay. So, I, w- I was going to say 2 0, so I'm going to go 3 1 now. I think we're going to win by two goals. Oh, I'm not having any of this. I'm going 4 0, and that's <laughs> a minimum. That's what I reckon. And I do think I predicted 1 0 to us at Arsenal last week. Did you? Yeah, did I you? Think so. Yeah, I think yeah, I a little did. Round of applause. Well done. I might just be making it up. Might have been part of the dream that I began with. I can't remember. Yeah, let's, let's not go into those dreams. <laughs> it's about football, that's all. There's nothing weird. <laughs> it's not like, you know. Anyway, as long as you've got clothes on on the pitch, it's all right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no naked football, that's good. And on that note, I should say thank you very much to uh, Dr. Seb Fontaine thank you. and uh, Siggy Saunders. Mm, okay. See you all next week. Bye. This is a playback media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network.